0: There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that?
1: By now you've probably heard how President Joe Biden responded to the special counsel report. You know, the one that cleared him of legal wrongdoing over his mishandling of classified documents, but in the process said he would likely present to a jury as a quote, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory.
0: President, for months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Watch Many that. American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they your s- judgment. They, that is your is judgment. That polls. is not they the judgment concerns, of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? Why, what is your answer to that question? I'm the most question?
1: qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. This week, our team in D.C. reported how close allies of Biden are frustrated with his legal and communications team over how they handled the whole thing from start to finish. Remember, this was supposed to be good news for Team Biden but the political damage has already been done. Now, former President Donald Trump is no stranger to verbal slip-ups either. He's 77, Biden is 81. Both men would be the oldest president in U.S. history if they win the upcoming election and serve a full term. So the question is, how much should that matter for voters come November? My guest this week is CNN's Kylie Atwood. She's been on the campaign trail, putting that very question to older voters in South Carolina. From CNN, this is one thing. I'm David Rind. So, Kylie, I realize the age discussion is a somewhat fraught one. And I've heard in recent days that some people are calling this, you know, a media obsession or something like that. But you spend a lot of time on the campaign trail. This is something that voters talk about, right?
2: Oh, yeah, completely. I mean, anecdotally, yes, when you're talking to voters, they bring it up. And statistically, yes, when you look at the polls, they reflect that this is a concern, too. We just had an ABC poll out this month and 86 percent of Americans polled in that poll so that they think that Biden, who's 81, is too old to serve another term. And then you had 62 percent of Americans in that poll say that they believe Trump, who's 77, is too old to serve as president. So that's the statistics. And I have to preface that by saying that, you know, I go to a lot of Nikki Haley events because I cover Nikki Haley primarily for the politics team here at CNN. And she has made going after the age of Biden and Trump, central to her pitch to voters since day one.
0: Why do we have to have someone in their 80s running for office? Why can't they let go of the power and let a new generational leader
2: come in there? She called for mental competency tests for politicians over the age of 75, When she launched her campaign and then she's leaned into that more recently. Here I saw Donald Trump the other day
0: and he went on and on mentioning Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley and was talking about the fact that I didn't have security at the Capitol on January 6th.
2: You know, talking about Trump getting confused when he accidentally called her Nancy Pelosi, confused the two of them during a rally.
0: I've never been in charge of security at the Capitol. I've never even had a job in D.C. There's asylum, asylum officers and over 100 cutting edge inspection machines.
2: And she's also put out, you know, new campaign slogans, ads in South Carolina going after Biden and Trump as grumpy old men and stumbling mm. seniors.
0: You know, Ronnie, I'd like to take a cognitive test. I
2: never heard of it before, but whatever it is. So this is something that she's leaned into. And those who are at her events have been hearing this from her for quite some time now.
1: Yeah, that's kind of core to her message. She's going after these two who are senior citizens, and there's a lot of senior citizens in South Carolina that she is trying to pitch herself to. So how are they receiving that argument?
2: Well, what I found in conversations with a lot, like dozens of um, older voters in South Carolina, was really twofold. First of all, those who were at Nikki Haley events, for the most part, agreed with her pitch to be the next generational leader and her argument that, you know, Americans shouldn't have to be deciding between uh, two men who are going to be in their 80s during their Mm. presidency because they agree with her that there is some decline that happens when politicians or when anyone gets older, for that matter. Remind me how old you are. I'm 69. I'll be 70 in August. Exciting. And you moved to South Carolina to retire here, right? Yes. We moved down in 2022. We bought a house in... And just to kind of, like, bring you into some of those conversations, there was one woman that I spoke with. Her name is Maureen Bolger. She said to me, as we age, your knees don't work the way they used to. Your brain might be sharp, but it takes energy to be the president of the United States, and it Mm. takes a lot of fortitude.
0: I just don't think our country should be with somebody who's going on its way out when we still have so much young blood. And this country is going to be for what's happened 20 years from now, not just now. This is to keep our country moving in the right direction. And I, I
2: spoke with another woman, Anna Memo. She's 61. She talked about the cognitive skills that are important to being president. And I think Nikki... Has that
0: ability. She's sharp. She uh she has those cognitive skills. And I do, I do think that we uh should question those. Yes.
2: One interesting there was one Nikki Haley supporter that I spoke with who said maybe she shouldn't be making this argument, you know, so forcefully. He was saying that he believes that older folks who are in their seventies or in their eighties can serve in Congress.
1: It does strike some people, I guess, as ageist, right?
2: It does. But the people who said it was an ageist argument were mostly Trump supporters. Mm. Um, you know, one woman that I spoke with said essentially that it was just going after seniors and typecasting them mm. and didn't feel great about it. It doesn't dissuade me.
0: I just don't think it's the correct attitude to have, yeah. you know, um, you have to take each individual for what they do or how they are. I mean, I happen to think that Trump at his age is a lot sharper than Biden is at his age. You know. Um, so,
2: so when she casts them both as grumpy old men or as stumbling seniors, these are the things that you say about it's, them. Yeah. What it, it's typecasting. It's typecasting the seniors. And
0: that's not right because we're individuals.
2: I don't think she has anything else she can say that's bad about him. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. She's picking the age thing. But if she worked, but ironically, then when I asked her if she would vote for Nikki Haley if she wasn't making this argument, she said absolutely not. She's mm. firmly a Trump supporter. I'm
0: old, so I'm stubborn. You know,
2: I'm not. <laughs> you're not allowed to I'm be stubborn, stubborn. stubborn when you're older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and right, they you guys, like, view you know, age okay. in a very specific way. They only have concerns about it when it comes to Biden, and they don't have concerns about it when it comes to Trump, even though, of course, they're only a few years apart.
1: Right. And these conversations took place before the special counsel report about Biden. That's right. But has he been on the trail since that moment? Has that been more of a talking point?
2: Not really.
0: The party that dismisses their 80-year-old candidates is the party that will win president, without a doubt. The Democrats are waking up to that now.
2: It's just been part of her pitch to voters consistently, so it doesn't feel like it is a new topic for her on the campaign trail.
1: So that's what some of the voters are saying. And you really do hear kind of all over the country that Biden is just not with it mentally, and plenty on the left say that about Trump as well. But like, is that true? Is there any way of knowing that just by listening to them speak?
2: It's a good question. And the best folks to turn to are medical experts on that. Um, yeah. And so when medical experts have talked about this and specifically talked about it when it comes to you know, older folks or in their late 70s, early 80s, what they say is that forgetting words is just part of the wear and tear of growing older. And and that happens as people grow older. They're going to, you know, get confused here and there. But they also say that that doesn't necessarily indicate that there's a broader problem cognitively. One thing that we're talking to people about is her argument that the parties need to move on from politicians who are in their 80s and that Americans don't want folks who are in their 80s running for president or being president, what do you make of that? Well, the one
0: supposedly president that is over 80 is in bad shape. I mean, it's, he's got dementia. It's
2: pathetic. He. It's probably, to- you know not a medical reality that, that voters are looking at all that closely, particularly Trump voters who really want to, you know, latch on to any confusion that Biden has made recently, even though Trump has uh, his fair share of confusing uh, moments, as you pointed out.
1: Right. And it's a very different conversation when you talk about the people that just think that, you know, late 70s and early 80-year-old should be in charge of the country versus whether they can actually do the job.
2: A hundred percent. And the doing the job part is the really important meat of the matter here. What do you make of that kind of, depend, of generational argument? It depends on the 80-year-old. I mean, Fred is 82, and he's sharp as a tack.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are 82-year-olds who aren't. We don't like, you know.
2: We've stay. seen older politicians have to use wheelchairs, you know, yeah. whether or not they can hop on and off a stage to give um, speeches as spryly as the younger politicians. That that doesn't really matter so much as if they can actually be on top of the pressing national security matters, domestic policy matters, and all of that, and. You know, Nikki Haley makes the argument that because there's natural cognitive decline, we just shouldn't be putting people that old in that position. Um, But, you know, other folks would disagree and say that they come with a heck of a lot of experience and perhaps they're best poised to be in that job because they've been around the block a time or two.
1: Right. And so putting aside the age question, you know, as we talk about whether Trump will just continue his march toward the nomination. I guess I'm wondering, like, is there anybody still on the fence that has been swayed by Nikki Haley in the last couple of weeks?
2: I've got to say, I speak to very few voters in South Carolina who are undecided. Um, when I was in Iowa, even when I was in New Hampshire, I would go to events and there would be undecided voters at campaign events. Now in South Carolina, um, when I'm at Haley events, those folks are voting for Haley. When I meet mm. Trump voters in the state, those folks are voting for Trump.
0: I think we're gonna have a big victory. It's looking very good, looking very strong.
2: In fact, a lot of people are saying, what the hell is she wasting her time for? And I agree with that. It ends on February. So that leads us to believe that Trump probably does have the uh, commanding lead in the state that polls are showing right now. Um, We don't know that for sure. You know, polls are a snapshot in time, but it just doesn't look like there's a lot of room for minds to be changed.
0: He's got his first court case March 25th. March and April, he's in one court case. May and June, he's in another. He's already said he's going to spend most of this year in a courtroom, not on a campaign trail. That's not a way you win.
2: One thing that her campaign does say about South Carolina, and this will be interesting you know, to watch on primary day, they think that there are factions of the electorate that she's going to do well with that maybe aren't reached in typical polls. Mm. So... Folks who've moved to South Carolina recently, you know, they think those folks are likely to support her. And they're also trying to get South Carolinian voters who typically only vote in a general election to vote in the primary for her. But the question is, will they actually be able to do that? And how she does in South Carolina is probably likely to determine if she's actually gonna go on to Super Tuesday. She's said that it is fully her intention to do that. But if she gets smoked in her home state, I think her campaign will have some uh, real soul-searching to do.
1: Yeah, hard questions. We'll see. Thank you, Kylie. Thank you. One Thing is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Paula Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our senior producer is Fez Jamil. Our supervising producer is Greg Peppers. Matt Dempsey is our production manager. Dan DeZula is our technical director. And Steve Liktai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. We get support from Haley Thomas, Alex Manasseri, Robert Mathers, John Dionora, Lenny Steinhardt, Jameis Andres, Nicole Passaru, and Lisa Namarao. Special thanks to Katie Hinman. By the way, CNN will have lots of coverage of the South Carolina primary this coming Saturday. Check it out at CNN.com. And we'll be back on Sunday. Talk to you later. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent.
0: This week on Chasing Life, lately we have been paying attention to a very
1: different virus, bird flu which is caused by the H5N1 virus. If you start to hear that it's circulating in pigs, that would be a concern. That means I would go from sleeping with one eye open to one and a half eyes open. Yeah, that would make me very concerned. Listen to Chasing Life wherever you get your podcasts.